Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to a special edition of the Deep Dev. We had uh, Professor Shine on yesterday, broke down the entirety of the NFL 5 card. It was preceded by a fascinating discussion on the state of the sports betting and media landscape. Uh, it ended up, we ended up talking for so, uh, so long that we had to break it up into two episodes. Uh, part one went up with uh, kind of just sort of an introduction on Shine and uh, and then the discussion of NFL week five, this is part two, where we get into sort of state of the industry, so to speak. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. And, uh, there's some great stories. Shine's been doing this for a long time, brings a lot of experience to the table. And so it was fantastic to get a chance to talk to him. Uh, enjoy. So, uh, Andy, uh, is from the Midwest, Minnesota. I'm from California. Um, neither of us are professional bettors, but we both have a ton of experience. I've been betting since like 2000, all, all offshore, never with the local, never with the, uh, never really spent significant time or done anything in Vegas. Um, but, uh, my day job, I do engineering and seismology. Um, so I do a lot of like signal processing and, probability modeling and stuff for my regular job so that translates pretty well to doing modeling and yes, stuff it does. For yes it does <laughs> so yes, it does I've, I, because i don't have that background so i've actually had to reach out people to, in the years you know in the last 20 years i've had to reach out to people like yourself with theories and say hey uh i have this hypothesis can we test this which i think that leads to if you're not, you know, if you don't have a capacity to be really good at math, because I do think it's not just uh, about uh, work with math. There's a lot of people have, have are skilled, you know, and a lot of people are skilled more than I, even though, I mean, I come from a business background, but, you know, not a, you come from an engineering background, you come from a modeling background, it's even better. But I've had to, to reach out to people like yourself in the past to, to, to bounce things off them where they could say, nah, buddy, that's, that's all luck. <laughs> you know, that sample, or, or, or they'll say that sample size sucks, which is something that uh, is not very in, intuitive for anybody to think. You know, it's easy to think, well, I have 150 samples here. And they don't, you know, it takes even smart people, it takes them a while to, to quantify how, you know, that luck's playing involved. I mean, I, I was on a pod. Uh, a couple of years ago, somebody had asked me, and this part came up, and I'd said, you know, in the, in the 90s, uh, when I was young, I, I won in football three straight years. And the fourth year, I thought I was bulletproof. <laughs> of course. Out. Yes, of course. And I said, oh, well, you know, I know everything. And then that fourth year, <laughs> I lost everything that I, that I had won. Plus, I'd already spent everything that I had won. So oh, Of course. If, yeah, it kind of forced me to go to what way. And, that, and in the 90s, it was much easier to win than it is now. And, and I mean, you could blindly play underdogs then. I mean, you literally call up your local bookie. And again, that's, this isn't it's not a very good statistical model to use either. But you call up somebody <laughs> local and say, you know, hey, who's everybody on? And you're like, well, I have... 27 bets here on the Niners and I don't have anything on the Rams. I said, oh, give me the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
Nice. It did because it was it was kind of a microcosm of what was going on, especially back in the Joe Montana years, which is that's even pre ninety three. So you talking about when people were just now I'm dating myself. I know you guys are young guys, but the the, the you know the, the late eighties was like a mecca of even in baseball just playing blindly the favorite and over. And back then, it's when the the A's were good, and and uh, and Montana and the Niners were just were just lamping people. And so, if you were contrarian even a little bit, uh, the bookies kind of like you. They let you bet whatever you wanted because you were evening out some of their action, and you also would win more than you would lose. Uh, so th- that time, unfortunately, <laughs> is gone. But. So I, don't I, can, know the, uh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Joe Montana played for the Chiefs when I would go up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. So a Chiefs fan, I think, I think I get a little carried away with, with some of my my minor trolling. Uh, somebody put Patrick Mahomes is the best KC quarterback ever. And I replied to him and said, you know, hey, a guy like Montana played for them. And, and, and this guy was like a diehard Chiefs fan. He's like, buddy, Montana had like 13 touchdown passes one year <laughs> and oh i remember I, I didn't respond to him but i was like oh like, this guy's right montana stats weren't that good but i bet all 13 won games <laughs> oh that, I'm, the, the, I'm pretty sure they went to the playoffs oh yeah they, he wasn't well, that bad there for sure he yeah he, no he, was he wasn't bad at all it's just yeah he was now legit now for context if there was a much different game Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He like led the league. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. 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 Oh yeah. So oh yeah, you were you were allowed to hit people. Twenty six. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, and and he was thirty seven years old. Yeah, he was thirty seven, and and one of the highest rated Monday night games of the nineties was KC Denver, and sure enough, Kansas City and Montana. He led a a fourth quarter comeback. Oh, that's cool. Like a minute and a half left. And threw a touchdown, and everybody—I mean, literally everybody—was like, "Oh, look at this!" They—they they oh, went to the cool. AFC Finals, and he got—he uh, got knocked out of the game uh, oh, in Buffalo. Okay. okay, he got a concussion, and that was the end of—that was it for him. That was it. Now, if he had the rules in place now, he'd probably still be playing. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Well, if he had the—if he had the—you uh, know—the drugs that they're taking now, I'm sure he'd still be playing. Um, so how okay, about just so, the rules. So, how about just the rules themselves? It's crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah, just, yes, yeah. He wouldn't be getting. Yeah, he wouldn't be getting hit. Right. Yeah, it's true. Oh um, yeah, he's so a he's a thirty-five touchdown guy. Oh yeah, easy, oh. easy. He's Drew Brees, right? I mean, he's he's definitely he's definitely in that conversation. Uh, so okay, so it's totally fair if I introduce you as um, the uh, one of the uh, forefathers of fade the public. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of the, one of one of the, the guy the guy who you can thank for for uh, for gems like fade the public and reverse line movement. Man, he, 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 am I that obvious that I despise that? that, that uh, there, there's a uh, there's actually a, I don't know if he's been a guest on your show, but he's he's actually been around. Rob Pozzola hates hates that he's pretty he's pretty good. I mean, he has an edge, especially in hockey. Well, he's, and, yeah, he's uh, a good hockey better. Yeah, and, and he has a uh, a lot of the things he talks about in football. I've actually uh, I've actually been used I, I've used in the past myself. Uh, football is very difficult because of the shortened season, of course. But but he despises it worse than me. You know, he just says, you know, I and, and I, I, I've never I've yet to meet anybody uh, that 
that is successful, uh, regardless of how they, how they indicate, uh, identify themselves as pro or, or serious better, that even considers line movement, right? I mean, all you do is ask yourself, why would, a, why would a sports book, knowing how intolerant sports books are in general, why would a sports book release information that could, that could hurt them? Yeah, even oh yeah, they, no doubt. Yeah, they, they don't do it, and they per, it's purposely misleading. And uh, there's if there was any kind of an edge to be gained, I don't care if it was point zero one percent. They would not. They just would not release. It's just too easy not to release that info, that information. They release it for marketing purposes, and they release it so journalists will pick it up and parrot it to the public, and hopefully they get more action out of it. There's enough stupid people where they can tweet that out. And people are like, oh shit, like maybe I should get on that, which, and I don't even think it's always false. I think for sure some of it could be true. Like sharps are pounding this or sharp or when the Greek or whatever part, you know, sharps are hitting, let's say that, you know, the chiefs and like, you know, let's, let's say it opened at three and it's sitting at five. Well, sharps might've hit it at three. Like if you want to, yeah, if right. you want to, if you want to chase that steam at five, that's no good. Like, yeah, right. You yeah, can't go the, back the, in time and play the sharp number. Yeah, so, you, so even even then, I think, think some of it's true. Well, it's a good point, and and that that chasing steam has been going on forever. And I mean, I'm going back to when pre-offshore, to where there was like a there used to be a mad scramble uh, of people that would get Billy Walters' syndicates games. And uh, it got to the point where you didn't know, you know, oh, wow, these are really Billy Walters' games? And uh, I remember in 94, I charted what was supposed to be those wise guy games. So I would chart the line movement and the results. And uh, (laughs) these games were hitting, like, over large samples like 59%, 60%. It was insane. But it was things like NBA totals and uh, major league uh, baseball totals, baseball sides. You know. So, uh, uh, but back then, bookies were using phone lines for, for changes, not computers. So if you had a computer, or if you were one of the first people that had a line service or paying for a line service, you would get line moves 20 minutes sometimes ahead of bookies. So oh, you're taking, so you're, you, I mean, somebody brought it up. I, I can't remember the account. It's somebody that doesn't really, uh, he doesn't tweet that much out, but he pretty much knew what I was talking about. He said, you know, what went on back then uh, is stone cold illegal. It's, I mean, it'd be flat out market manipulation because uh, Waters' group would play, say, a, a night game uh, in, in, in college. Say like Florida played LSU at night. And they would hit the game uh, all week for a small amount, and then they'd come in on Saturday morning and hit the game. So the line would move. So whatever it would be, say it was six, it would move. They'd move at five, four, three and a half. It was if it was something. Oh, if, if the steam kind of rolled, it would be three. And then you know what happened? They'd come in late if when the night game was six thirty Eastern, and they'd hit. They never wanted. At the, the dog side, they wanted Florida, so then they turn around and hit minus three for everything that they just did. So it became. And sometimes I'll tweet out 
uh, there's a guy, I think he's a pro better spanky. I tweet after him sometimes. Like, yeah, you need, you need to, you know, people are following your eyes. You need a pump fake because they used to call that the Walters pump fake where people were chasing the steam. And then God forbid, if your bookie got wind of it, now you were screwed to make you buy back your bet. <laughs> oh, because of the steam and that's how this that kind of steamrolled and nobody really considered well if the, if the play is 59 another point is that the play is 59 percent say it's six and you got it at four and a half well it's still 57 percent play it's still pretty good right? so people used to hit it anyway that's kind of how that follower thing kept going to get carried away because if, if you were you if you were of course you don't be bet playing a game that you're plus seven and now it's plus four and a half yeah i'll take the four and a half because there's steam on it. Like that's a, you know, the dummy end, but I, that's how a lot of that, I don't want to say originated, but that's how it went on. Uh, God, how long is that? 25 years. Jesus Christ. That yeah, so you, yeah. Yeah. lefty, lefty Rosenthal's plays back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I mean, there was a guy, there was a guy that did totals and they used to say, the, oh, these are the Chinaman's place. <laughs> Which isn't, you know, that's the most politically correct thing to say now. I mean, but, and I remember asking a guy, I remember charting the games and the totals were just, it was just crushing. And, uh, I remember asking a guy, and was, wow, this guy's just syndicate's pretty good. Is, is the guy Asian? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> like nobody knew, like nobody knew. It was just some syndicate that, that it was some group of guys. And, it, and I think back then, uh, there were a few ringers that were that were sneaking in. Like I think there were some engineers. There were some people that understood probability, and that's they really were on an island back then. And I think they would they would you know some smart betters would get together with them and and say well, what's the plays look like, and then they would try to you know manipulate the whole market and get whatever the best line that they could. I yeah, think this still crazy. goes on. Well, it definitely does. But now, as soon as everybody got a computer, it really, it, it changed a lot of stuff. And then when offshore came about and the opening line didn't, didn't back then the opening line was at Stardust. So Stardust opened the line and then everybody else kind of copied it. And, and Stardust used to have an opening line in football that was, you could bet it for 500. So if you were a sharp guy, you could bet, you could literally get in line, bet the game for 500. Then they make you get back at the end of the line again. So if you're a runner for somebody, or if you're a pro better, or what, most of the pro betters use, unless you're Allen Boston, you basically didn't go by yourself. You didn't because you, they profile it. But you, you have a runner, and it make, they literally make that person at the end of the line. And if they knew you, they would be like, "Cool, maybe we don't. Maybe that four is not so good." So now you have Pinnacle does that, and, and, and Chris does that. So now Offshore does the heavy lifting. That's why I, I. I if you follow my tweets, I sometimes, and again, sometimes I'm ordinary simply because I'm staring at a computer screen on other stuff a little bit too much. And then I see something that annoys me <laughs> and I just tweet it out. Put tweet out. That's part of my, my, a little bit of angst, but I get angst when I don't mind that, that uh, Vegas doesn't originate the line anymore. And they only take, you know, roughly 10% of the, you know, of the true action in the, in, on the globe. I mind that they take credit for it. I mean, it bothers me that you guys are like, well, yeah, you, you know, uh, you, you, you know, you see something about the guy from MGM. The guy from MGM isn't doing anything. All he's doing is risk evaluations. Yeah, right. He's not right. creating lines. Yeah, he's right. not he's an actuary. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're, yep. they're, 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 they've hired, like, uh, I read a thing that uh, DraftKings just hired John Avello, who used to be at Wynn. John Avello hasn't, hasn't, hasn't been an odds maker for decades. He's. I mean, you call him a bookmaker because he takes because he takes action, but either they don't even really take action. They just well. How how many of those they just buy their odds anymore anyway? I mean, half half those shit books. I've heard they just, you know, they're just following everyone else. I'm not even sure they they don't they don't have to worry about openers. Obviously, they just they just have fucking computers to adjust everything they need to. Like, yeah, we we need to move this now. And it's never really talked about I mean, it's talked about on, on pods like this uh you, but you'll never see it written in the mainstream uh, uh i've had a battle online i mean i've had a battle with david purdom over a bunch of different things like that where i've i, I mean he followed me i followed him and i would send him the dms i said listen you're driving me crazy this is you, what you're what you're putting here is not not correct and he basically blew me off and treated me like hey he's like hey you know not, not what do you know, but what can you do for me? You know, uh, you know, and, and he's probably right. I can't really do anything. Sure, sure. So he's he's, so he's, right, he's, right he's doing over. he's doing uh, opportunity cost, and he's basically like, look, you know, the relationships I've built with the people that are giving me information that is keeping me employed are more important than like actually getting to the bottom and spinning a narrative. You know, sp- you know, spinning a narrative to build these people up is more important to me and my profession than actually trying to get it right, basically. That's exactly. Well, right. yeah. I mean, you got you to gotta see where it, it's all about. I mean, it's his job. Yeah. And, and, but you know what? I never came at him as as like a dick, and, and a lot of people really did. And I kind of came out of him to be like uh, a lot of my DMs. Then were like, "Listen, you know, uh, I get what you have to do. I know you need access to it, but here's kind of you know, all offshores aren't the same. I mean, when I say offshore, I'm not saying that you know, book." Uh, Bet online is the same thing as Pinnacle. Like I'm talking about what people like myself and who have, you know, it, it, who have even bigger bankrolls, what they're doing, you know, what, and they're not, nobody's, nobody gives a shit about MGM's line. You know what I mean? If you're in Vegas, I mean, uh, Westgate's still a good book. Uh, South so I haven't been, yeah, it could, uh, it's actually the guy who, uh, is, I think second in charge. He's from around where I'm around. He's from around the, he's from South Jersey, Jeff Sherman. He, or he was, you know, he lived over 20 something years ago. So everybody says he's a good guy. I mean, they do adjust some of their in-house stuff as their own lines, some of their futures and stuff like they, they, they're not all that copying. I mean, but they do I take, they yeah. take, I, you know, I, South, I, Point, I, I, I mean, South Point won't index. They don't index juice. It's really? minus one ten. They'll take it and yeah, take it and then move the whole half point. They don't do none of this, you know, oh, we're not going to move it. We're going to make it 130. I like Sherman and I like Westgate a lot. They are the only ones that will go out on a limb and hang look-aheads for every game the, fall, the following week in the NFL, which I really like to see those. like that. And, like, uh, and they're also – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, they're, okay, they're also thick-skinned, too. Uh, like, if you – you sent something to Sherman, like he he hung a thirty cent line on the NBA finals, <laughs> and he took all kinds of grief. They're like, "Oh, what is it?" You know. And uh, two years ago, he tweeted out uh, like a crazy line. I mean, Cleveland's played Gold State so many times now, I can't remember which which is which. But 
two years ago, the, the, the opening line for Gold State was something really low. And it, and I and I tweeted. I was like, "How long is that available for? And what's the line?" Like I, I was gonna be able to. It wasn't like I was in Nevada or anything. Yeah, right. You but, weren't at the counter but, waiting. <laughs> yeah, right. I was just curious. I, what I was hoping is that you know, like a you know, local and offshore would try to maybe mi- mirror that or open that the same. But I don't know. But long story short, the, the, the line lasted twenty minutes. Yeah. Like it went from yeah. one eighty to like two twenty. I mean, there's no way that Golden State was gonna stay one eighty. But, I mean, he took some grief for that, and he just took it in stride. He didn't care. He just kind of laughed it off. Where a lot of these guys will just block it. Yeah, right, right. That makes that. Yeah, I get that. Um, okay, interesting. Look, and the, me- the ultimate grief you take is people pounding the fuck out of 180 and it costing you when that line should have been, you know, 250. Yeah, and I, I think my first tweet then was like, "What's the limits and and uh, is it available like on the app? Like, what are you doing?" He's like, "It's two down eleven. So people just had, people just crushed the, the one eighty right away, and it got to two hundred, and then and then somebody that I mean, I had availability where it was two hundred, so I was able to hit that, and then but it wasn't the same thing as one eighty, and then you know the next morning it was two forty Golden State. Yeah, you know, yeah, and the take back, you know, you, you could. You could have arbed ten cents, but it was not like arbing thirty cents. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Pete, the banning, the banning players, the banning winning players. Um, yeah. Do, okay. Do you think that that is entirely based on advantage players who are winning, or is it? Is there some conflation with people who are trying to arbitrage strictly arbitrage? Because I, the the only first-hand experience I've had with people who have gotten banned besides, you know, guys who I've seen, you know, people hitting smaller markets get limited. That's not a surprise, but like people who have like outright gotten banned, I think, or at least I've gotten the sense that it was more about the fact that they're trying to just, they're just running arbitrage versus penny. And the bookmakers are like, screw you. Like you're taking part of our profit. We don't want to do this. Cause I'm guessing that they're out there separately kind of managing their risk and balancing their sheets. And they don't want to give part of their take to people who are arbitraging. Right. Like that's, I, I suspect that is, you think that, do you think that that has any holds any water or do you think it literally is like they have, they track your, your performance and they recognize when you are an advantage player and they really do limit and, and ban you. I think uh, you're not far off, but I also think that this is William Hill's taking it to the nth degree. Yeah, where they 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 got to a point where they were uh, profiling people, and then it got to the point where I think that well, if they thought you were an arm guy, they threw you into the mix of people they don't want. Got it. And it kind of just it just absolutely steamrolled. Now I know that. The main reason people get banned is if you used to be uh, in in Nevada was uh, if you tried to circumvent the line by double hitting it really without permission. So if let's say, I don't know, let's say you happen to catch a, uh, uh, well, Jacksonville this week's a, 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 a half decent example. Let's say it was, it was uh, Kansas City Jackson. I think opened three and a half. Three and a half was hanging around there for a little while. So let's say you were in the casino and you had three and a half and you played it. And then, you know, as fate would have it, uh, Patrick Mahomes, God forbid, got hurt. You know, and then yeah. the line went to a pick. And then that information happened to be in your 
during that two hours you were in the, you were in the sports book, and then you went back to the same window and played now the pick. Yeah, that you, that you get your band hmm. uh, for playing both sides of the game without. <laughs> I don't even know if permission would do it, but they they they'll give you the bat and then they would throw you out. Now that's that's without them profiling you. So I think almost there's a lot of places that don't even profile. They would just be like, "You're you're an ass, get out." <laughs> profiling, game, yeah, yeah. It's just so, you know, it's just something that I guess it's like unwritten rule. Like they, they just didn't want you to. They didn't want you to, to to try to middle that. You know, you want to go over to used to be Gold Coast or whatever. Go down there, and take their pick them. That's fine. Just don't yeah, try to right. middle our. Yeah. yeah, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Uh, and then it's the, profile, like unri- the profile. unwritten rules, unwritten rules of just kind of the the way that the business works. You you know, trying to take the same book for both sides of of a of a play yeah. based on information is kind of frowned upon. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And the William Hill sense. thing is kind of got. I don't know if you're familiar with. with we probably are, obviously, but uh, with blackjack and there was a time, uh, 10, 12, 15, whatever years ago when. There were still good games all through Vegas and what they uh, Atlantic City had started and Biloxi were doing uh, the no mid show entry, which was uh, always I always found curious and it's kind of uh, there was way they were afraid of car counters or teams of car counters so mm-hmm. they would do no mid show entry so you, you know so you couldn't send somebody to a table to to literally just pl- flat back. Uh, hands until a positive uh, bar came in the deck and then you'd summon over your big hitter and you'd come over and start playing, playing big hands when your shoe was positive. So the, to stop that, a lot of casinos did no mid-shoe entry. I always thought it was asinine because if you, you, were, you were trying to isolate or trying to get rid of maybe 2% of what the people, of nor, normal betters, if you rolled in off the pool it just felt like and you were just a degenerate and you just wanted to start playing big hand you had to wait till the shoe was done so i thought they were costing themselves more money and this is kind of an analogy that i draw with what william hill's doing i mean in their haste to get rid of whatever they're trying to get rid of i guess sharp action or whatever their 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 profile i think some of their profiles are wrong some people are just of course of course big terrible batters yeah has to be yeah Yeah, who you know and, and i've heard stories people have sent me stuff where they're like, listen, I've lost for like four years at William Hill, all over the place. I won for like six weeks and they banned me. Like, how, what kind of a business strategy is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it's not, uh, that's not crazy. That's not crazy at all. Uh, <laughs> I think, and, you know, the, the, the offshore square books do the same sort of stuff. And I definitely had a point in time where uh, Bovada did that to me, where I was not an advantage better. Period. Like I was betting with my gut. I got on a hot streak and they cut my limits down. They were shading my, you know, shading my juice on my, on the underdog. I was mostly playing underdogs and they were shading the juice on all the underdogs after I oh, walked in. I, I you've like, told me that you've told me that story before. And I, I don't know if I ever bring it up, but they have the, they have the algorithms in place. Oh, for sure. I, to, to see like, is this guy betting on pinnacle and then coming back and arbitraging with us? And I think you were just doing it by accident. It's possible. And, and, yeah. and not, not, not like, Oh, you're just dumb shit better and doing it by accident. But if you were hitting those sharp dog lines, 
those are the ones that are going to cross over that arbitrage spot with the with the pinnacle lines. Yeah. So if, if yeah. you're finding those at good the square books, those, yeah, yeah, if you're finding those good dog prices that are way off, and you know by way off I mean like half a point plus ten cents, like those are going to arbitrage across the pinnacles numbers. And if you just kept fucking doing that, like you probably yeah. you probably set the alarm up. No, I mean we we I was asking Alex those questions about you know we have a friend who's basically just like I can't help myself I have to bet at my bookie because the lines for the dogs are just ridiculously good sometimes like what was the one that he pointed out that was like Tennessee last week against the Eagles every other freaking it was a point and a half off and it's like I, you can't let it go at this point you have to bet that and it's like yeah sure you're gonna accidentally build a profile of being a very sharp better just because you only happen to be keep you know keep hitting them the numbers that are just way off because of the way that they shape their action hey one one last uh, quick question and just get into one this. final one, thing one teeny teeny tiny thing uh the guys who are all part of like i guess they consider themselves seville i don't know what that really relates to i don't know what the hell seville means or what i i'm guessing it's some like group chat that they were all in back in the day. Or no, like it, that. It, it stands for Contrarianville. Contrarianville. Okay, those guys. They get they like. Uh, is it? You know, I, I I admire what the mission is effectively in terms of kind of like shaping the way people talk about gambling and kind of their you know they have like the right motives in my opinion and they know more than the people that they kind of tend to go after. Um, but is that like, these are smart guys. Like if they're really trying to like change things, like, isn't there a better way to do it than to be pretty kind of surly and aggressive or is it just like, no. it is what it is. Like, the, you know, like, like, this is, like, this is like, this is war. And like, <laughs> there's only one way to interact with people is like, what are, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I, I think, uh, I, I've been, fo- I mean, I've been following, Seville for a while. That's how I started. I mean, when I first came on Twitter, the first guys that were doing anything, saying anything uh, on Twitter about gambling were, were the Seville guys. And then they had, some of the guys had links to their their sites. And the first guy I ever read was uh, uh, was Vegas Watch. And I read his stuff and I was like, oh, uh, here's a math guy who knows what he's talking about. you know." And then I kind of followed him and followed people, other people that followed him. And, and my responses to people that were either wrong or if I had asked nicely, say it was a tout or something that was bragging about his record. If I had asked, everything I did was really nice in 2011 to like 2013, I guess. And it didn't change anything. So okay. Okay. Rufus Peabody kind of has that also. He's like, hey, maybe we could just be nicer. And and now they kind now the Seville just absolutely just, just just raffles him with like, look, look how nice I was. You see how we're see why we're dicks to this guy? Like, yeah, so <laughs> does do it doesn't matter. <laughs> he, he was trying to be nice to RJ the other day. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he still, still, still got blocked. I mean, <laughs> Yeah. It just doesn't work. I mean, they, and they don't care because uh, they're right and they're good and they know it. And they're just like, you know what? You're wrong. Here's why you're wrong. And it's actually been fun to read. <laughs> it's a lot of yeah, stuff I get, I get a kick out of it too. I get, I, I, it's I great. fully, I fully yeah. admit I get a kick out of it. There's no doubt. Yeah. Well, the, the, now the end result because of Twitter is that 
they end up getting blocked at the press. So I end up uh, like uh, uh, I'll <laughs> I'll end up having to do screenshots because people say, hey, I'll respond to something, you know, maybe some somebody said something was crazy or something interested, and they'll say, I can't see, it's blocked, I'm blocked. Well, you know, no kidding, you're blocked. They block. Yeah, people right. just randomly, but they don't care about that either. If you look at some of the followers, they like some of most of the people, they don't they don't care who the followers are. They don't care how many. Uh, they all, uh, you know, if, if you're winning at betting, you really, you really don't care about those things. If you have the money and the glory, it's really tough to have both. Yeah, yeah. And there's no. Uh, do you think it's at all minus EV to be spending time doing that as opposed to just putting that time and energy into betting? <laughs> like, probably. The, like these guys, it's like. <laughs> Scott Van Pelt had a, had a response. I think it was to me. I'm not sure. He was like, you know, I, I bet you that uh, Billy Walters in his heyday wouldn't have been spending time on Twitter trolling people. And I didn't respond back but because I, I was afraid he was going to block me. Yeah, no, he's in jail. I, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't really <laughs> block anybody. So I can't say that. I, I, yeah. I, 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 but I thought I just – and a lot of times I don't second guess my tweets, but I, I kind of like Scott. I was like, you know what? But I just kind of thought about it. And I was like, you know what? How do you know Billy Waters was doing <laughs> 39 years old? Like, you know what? He was, he, he's the guy, this is the guy, like when Waters was young, everybody says how nice he was. And you know, when he was young, like it used to be a thing. Like if you got his games and he found out, like you, 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 you were a, a, a syndicate or something that got it. They, he wanted a percentage. Like those groups wanted percentages of their win. And like, if he found out like a, a colleague or a peer got one of his games and bet it and didn't kick back some money, he was pissed. So I don't know. I don't know what he was like. Yeah, and he's an old. He's an older guy now who has who owns golf courses and does insider trade. I don't know what <laughs> he, he, he might. If Twitter was around thirty years, he might have been on there. Like, hey, you, where's my where's my percentage for that? You know that that Wisconsin game. He might have been on there doing that. Yeah, yeah. Or he might have been trolling it. other people. He might have been trolling it. other people. Who knows? Uh, you're, you're particularly, uh, kind of knowledgeable at, uh, you know, and the experience you bring kind of helps you, I, in my opinion, at least kind of spot the, the bad actors and the frauds. Uh, what is it, you know, like, like what goes through the process and how do you really spot a fraud? Uh, usually anybody that's selling, uh, I, I mean, there's only, there's probably a handful of people that are selling that have an edge. So the, the quickest way to spot anybody is they ask them for their records. If they're not posting cash records, I mean, the very minimum transparency for tout should be, Hey, here's my record. Uh, the last, I don't know, thousand picks say, uh, even if they're not savvy enough to say, uh, you know, to post their, 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 uh, closing line value, even if they don't even understand that, even if they don't, they're not, they're just selling picks and they got lucky or whatever. At least show what you've done. There's some guys that have been selling picks for decades and they still only show 30 day records. There's a reason for that it's because they know after 30 days that that's, you know, they, they, they've done poorly. So that's yeah. usually a, really a, a, a huge sign that somebody is, is selling fraudulent. Now I, I, I uh, I kind of take it easy on some of the, the, I mean, I call them kids because there's a lot of young guys. Yeah. They're just throwing stuff out there and I get it. They don't know any better. They're just, you know, Hey, uh, uh, 
I won in football last year. I'm going to sell the games because I don't have any money, and I want to try to get some money. Just want to get some capital that you know. And if I lose, I don't have to pay for my losses. That's kind of just the baseline thing. The, the interesting thing is the the, the long term payout guys are pretty much doing the same thing like everybody from wager talk and mark lawrence all that they're doing the same exact thing and the problem i have with it not so much they have a right to sell they have a right to say you know what the consumer it's up to the consumer to figure out if what i'm doing is is uh wrong or not my problem is they have they getting they're getting mainstream media companies and affiliates like espn radio affiliates on to to basically legitimize them, if that's a word, legitimize. Basically make them basically make them. They're making yeah, they're making them legitimate in a sense, you know. Because listen, you listen oh, to Stephen A. Smith's show, or you listen to they're like, wow. I mean, look how uh, look how R.J. Bell got caught uh, lightning in a bottle. I mean, when the Donaghy scandal broke. The major, the mainstream media had no clue about gambling or anything. They were just like, "Oh, so here comes Bell saying, yeah, well, here I know about it.'" And then he parlayed that into, "Hey, also have a site that sells picks, and this is entertainment. Here's some free stuff, blah 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 blah." Now everybody's kind of copied this model, and with uh, with legalization, it's just kind of you know just exploded. Oh man, I never knew that background story that that was how RJ Bell kind of looked into it because I've never particularly found his information very useful. Uh, and clearly, like, well, I'll just, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm not in the enemy making business necessarily, but, uh, but what RJ Bell did to the guy from who wrote that uh, freelance piece from Deadspin and kind of going after yeah, him Ryan, Goldberg, Ryan Goldberg. Oh who, my who, God. Who, uh, that piece yeah, was he's so a good. Like people, it was so good. Uh, it was so well researched. And he oh, the, went the after him piece? personally. Yeah, it was absolutely yeah. nailed him. I mean, he absolutely nailed him to the wall. And like at that point, like take your L. You know, like, hey, yeah, what I was doing wasn't great. Like, I'm turning a new leaf. I'm not selling picks anymore, whatever. Like, instead, he went full hard the other direction and went like, no, I'm going to, like, pretend like this was all, you know, that there's no truth to this. When in reality, it was like, it, you know, it was so well done and so detailed. And then to go after him personally as a freelancer was just disgusting. Uh, and uh, he's, actually, I, he's, actually, he's actually suing Ryan. It, he's, he's, it's he's, it's so gross. Yeah. It's it is beyond gross, and uh, it, it, you know it's yeah, anyway. Go ahead. Well, no. What's gross? What's gross? I mean, what's even more gross is you have people who pretend that this isn't going on or this hasn't happened, and they still embrace this. You know, they still embrace Bell and say, "Okay, well, he's good for listeners, or he, he, he you know he's good radio." That's what a lot of the radio guys say. He's good. You know, he he brings it. So yeah, but you know, Colin Coward. If it wasn't for Colin Coward, there wouldn't be a lot of I mean, uh, 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 followers for. But I mean, now you now we now you have bigger problems if you're a recreational game. I mean, somebody a wise person told me first, you know, you shouldn't go out of your way to white knight wreck betters. And I, I don't know. I was a wreck better at once. We all were. Everybody was. I don't care who you were. At some point, you were a better who you know played. You bet for fun. I'm oh, betting and 17 fun. parlays for that's how I'm going to win this afternoon, baby. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, it's a, so, so if you, it's like, I, I kind of, I'll give you my, the, I have a tier of uh, betters. It kind of, 
gives context to uh, uh, a little bit more context to of, of what batters are and what category they can fit in. I mean, uh, there's there's extreme rec batters who are, who are playing liter- literally for fun. They'll play the Blackpool. They'll play 25 hours on, on the, you know, your, the Eagles or the Vikings or wherever you're from, you know, uh, and they don't take it too seriously. They're not looking to get rich. It, it's like when they go on a weekend and play blackjack or poker or something. And then you have rec- what I call serious rec batters or the recreational batters who want to get a little bit better. Or, you know, they don't want to, you know, they still want to have fun, but they, they, they like reading about it or like to have some more information. And then I think you have the next two would be your, your serious batters. Serious, they're not pros, but they're, uh, I mean, I called them on another podcast. I called them rounders. If you're a rounder, you have a decent bankroll, you're, you're betting serious, you, you, uh, you understand line value, uh, you still screw things up, maybe, but you're, 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 <laughs> you're but the only reason you're not a pro is because of, you know, a million different life angles, you know? Uh, and then you have, a, then you have pro betters who, who I don't think, and I really calls themselves pro better to me. If your your bankroll is, isn't, you know, 120, 150, 160, 160,000, you're not in that range where you can, that, that's, you could make your livelihood or not just a livelihood, but a, a, a decent livelihood. Uh, and then you're not maybe merging with other groups. You can't, you're not really in my eyes, you're not a pro better. You, you could be a serious better, but you're just not, you're not a, a, a distinct pro, which is, uh, and again, serious betters also win, but maybe they just, you know, they don't have whatever, whatever the reason is that they're not winning a huge, huge amount because, you know, maybe they have to use their bankroll to pay for their kid's wedding or something. I don't know. There's a, sure, there's a million sure. different variables that could be in there. And that doesn't mean that a serious better isn't good. He just not he just bankroll might be tied up at, at, at that time. So, but sure. if you go down a couple of tiers to the, to the recreational better, I mean, that, it's that second tier of rec better that if that person is like, you know, what I really want to learn a little bit more. I'm not trying to get rich. I just don't want to get buried. Yeah. That, yeah. Now that person is really screwed because if they're turning to the people that they trusted the last 25 years, like ESPN and and uh, you know any sports conglomerate, whatever. Now they're, now they're inundated with all this crap from all these other guys. Like, I mean, Chad Millman bothers me because he's a guy who wrote a, who wrote a great book. I mean, I can't, I gave his book. I was like, you gotta read this book. This is a great book. 20, whatever it was, 18 years ago. And I was like, this is a book, a good book about Vegas. Not really about, you know, the, the uh, intricacies of sports betting. I mean, it's just like stories of, you know, and profiled Alan Boston first time i ever heard of alan boston and it was a good book and he's kind of turned into this kind of affiliate guy who works for a big you know conglomerate or whatever churning group is that owns action network where they're basically just pulling a, a bait and switch on you they're, they're saying here's good information oh no by the way we really want to sell your information to uh you know the, the bookie that'll pay the most or your bets that we know are going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's tough. I'm sure you saw this, but, uh, they just took a major step backwards in terms of transparency, uh, with, uh, kind of the 30 day thing that you brought up. Uh, now basically, and I, I say this as someone who has posted picks there for, you know, a year and a half unaffiliated, unpaid, uh, but just kind of keeping track of my own action there. And, uh, yeah, all the long-term records are gone. It's, uh, it's did you, did you read the Slade article? 
There was a, yeah, there was an yes, article. Yes, yeah, the one with the, the, there, C, the C, where the CEO made probably the most foot insert mouth quote that I can think of all summer. Uh, I wish I and, had it. And you but. know, you know who else is who else is in that article is is the uh, is the main guy for 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 Vicent, which is you know uh, Brent Musburger's. Uh, well, it's not his, but they. Tr- they yeah, his. They what he's, yeah, he's, oh, he's, a, yeah. he's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but this the, this the CEO who runs Beeson is a new is an old is an ex newspaper guy. I think he he was. You're, if you're from the Midwest, he, he was the editor. I think the, the Tribune for a while, and he pretty much admitted in that article also because that's the long term plan. Is we want to. That's where the money is. Is is in uh, affiliates because. The, the books are going to pay uh, for signups. Now, I don't know if it's going to be as lucrative as it's been before gambling was uh, uh, was illegal because before there were so many restrictions on on, on advertising of uh, uh, books, especially offshore, that they weren't allowed to directly advertise toward betters. You know, you, uh, so how else would you get people to bet with you? Well, you used... Yeah. Affiliate uh, uh, pros. Now, I don't know. Now, and they paid good amounts. I mean, I think certain places were getting 20, 25% for each, for one better, you know? Oh, my for goodness. Lifetime, for the lifetime of that guy. So it, it's almost <sighs> too good of money to turn Fuck, down. And again, deal. if you wanted to do <laughs> that's that, a, that's a lot of money. I mean, it's a yeah, lot of money. Okay. Again, if you wanted to do that, that's, I'm not really shitting on that. I'm saying that that's fine. But don't present yourself as an information network or don't present yourself as, as saying, you know, we're here to make batters. That's not what you're what you're doing. And that's what kind of what frustrates me is like I get the money is too good for, for a guy like Noman to turn down. But at, at what point do you have like a responsibility, like a financial or fiduciary responsibility to say this is what kind of what I'm doing. This is what I'm not doing. You're you're misleading your purpose is misleading. So either. uh Maybe there's going to be some wide-ranging laws in Congress or something to kind of all. I don't think there is because they can't even get. I mean, the, the Congress can't even get the the, the uh, who the hell they think that there's games on high school games for God's sake. They, they can't yeah, even right. get who's gambling. So I don't have any to hope be for fair, that. I have on Texas high school football. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, it, Cuban said that. I mean, Mark Cuban of all people who knows a little bit about gambling. I, yeah, that's weird. Know, basically, I, I present I, I present a lot of topics this way. If you put me in charge, all right. Now you know it's not going to happen, but I still have to present it that way so it kind of makes sense. If they put me in charge of that, I would uh, I, and you say, hey, we need to protect protect the consumers and also be a way uh, where people can make money, however they, they however they see fit. That's not you know. I don't want to say hurting people, but, but it, it's, you know, uh, you know, within the law, within the range of law, how would you frame it? I would frame it where you can't be misleading. I mean, there's other industries that have these laws in place. Sure. You know, sure. other financial and everywhere that there's money, there's going to be a tout equivalent. I mean, I'm, I'm here in the Philadelphia area and I listen to the local news station every half hour. There's a guy, uh, you know, the, the, the retirement free, you know, you don't lose any of your money or whatever the hell that ad is. That's a, that's a tout ad. That's a tout ad for, that's that's going after retirees. So it's no different. But yet there's laws for some of these things. You know you know what I mean? And uh, and right now it's kind of like the Wild West. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, we'll do. We're doing our part to stay independent and try to inform people. So I, I did. I did like the, the hierarchy, the yeah. kind of the classifications. It's almost like you know the people at the gym. You know, you got the guy that like, well, he's he's red, like he's done. I don't know what he's doing. You know, you don't know what he's he's finished. He's all he's good. He's he's really ripped and he's skinny and all that. And you got like the pros, and then like we're the we're the guys that are just a little pudgy. <laughs> we, we, need to, we, we need to we need to hit the treadmill a little more, and so please. Hey, and, then, and I, I have a soft spot. I mean, I have a soft for that guy. If you go to the gym and you see the guy that's in there, and he's not the most built guy, whatever, he, but he's in there, and you're like, you know, this guy's in there three and a half days a week. You know what I mean? So like that that rec better that you try that like you know why I'm not trying to get i'm trying to make money so i can go to aruba next spring or whatever you know whatever his his goal is he's he doesn't want to buy stuff from from pounds that are going to be coin you know the equivalent of coin flipping yeah he you didn't know, need a then, guy he didn't need a guy who's ripped in there walking up to him and say hey uh, try this cal team bar this will help you get there faster <laughs> you know and, and then, then, you know he's people well, no, on I mean, yeah, if you want to keep rolling on that with uh you know all the <laughs> shitty advice out there it's like the all the all the bad supplements that are out there that get <laughs> yeah, pushed right in, you know whereas you just get, it's it is just like you know hitting the gym and working out you just get it's a long grind you just got to keep at it and yeah. that's where I like. There's so many. There's so many good people that we we interact with, or that just even I see them interacting with other people on Twitter that just they're asking good questions, trying to get smarter, and that's that's kind of yeah. how it's got to work. It's, oh, it's not an overnight yeah. thing. It's like how you talked about how shitty you were to start out. <laughs> well, I don't know how long. I don't know how long if you you uh, you followed me, or uh, or if I was referred. I can't remember. Uh, but I know that uh, back in. I mean, I, I initially started where I used to post plays and uh, that's how I got a following. I, I would post plays. And I said, you know, here's kind of what I'm, what I'm looking at. And, and right around 2012, I, uh, my, uh, I, I used to like posting my bowl, my bowl games. I actually like bowls. I think all the information's in people say, oh, the end of the year, the lines are much harder. I really don't say it that way. But I, at the time, and you know, I like, 150 people following me so i didn't really didn't care i just said you know here's kind of what i'm playing if you're interested and, and i think one of the back-to-back years i did really well and then uh i had people you know dming me and they're like hey you, you know you play anything else so, uh, I, I mean i play my main concentration is college basketball and uh college basketball totals and i do nba and nba totals that's kind of like my main thing the nfl and college football, especially the NFL, is more, I don't want to say for fun, but it's like if you have some kind of angle that you think is winning and is kind of interesting, it can go sideways in one year. And it's only yes. one year. They're, they're, it's such a small season. I mean, we, when you consider there's 10 NFL seasons in one baseball season, that should tell you all you need to know about variance and, and what could happen no matter what. You know, you can have great plays all year. You just you could end up ten and ten that year, or or you know, over six weeks or whatever. So uh, because of that, uh, I concentrate in other sports where there's uh, it's the data is a little bit I like to say harder, and uh, I think the angles are are better, but also the limits are lower. So you have a challenge either way. But one NBA season, I posted every NBA game that I played. I, I think it was 90% of it. Because there's sometimes that the line changed drastically in my favor. I just didn't post it. 
That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, sometimes I did, but then if you did that too much, then you, you kind of look like, it's, like you're bragging. Yeah. yeah it's like, yeah, right, oh, right. okay. Okay. Smart guy. You got the wizards at, you know, minus one and it's four. Like, <laughs> I didn't even post. Yeah. I didn't even post. I didn't even post that stuff. But it was, uh, I think it was 2013 where uh, I had identified. I think, I bring up the wizards because I identified the wizards as being kind of undervalued and especially on the road. So I, it, it kind of, it's hard to follow because if you, if you give people those games, you know, sometimes NBA teams go on, on six game road trips. Uh, I don't know if they changed the schedule last year, but I know no, they still do schedule. Yeah. yeah. So they put they, remember, I mean, it sits in my, in my head. Cause remember, uh, 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 Popovich sat his guys at the end yeah. of like a seven game, like in protest. Yeah. So it was that kind yeah. of crap going on. So, so you would think, Oh man, a team's really, really tired. Well, I was finding out just the opposite. Like some of these crappy teams are actually playing a little bit better because they're getting eight, nine, 11 points and they were losing by four and five. So whatever sure. I kind of post. So I was posting these games. It, it was hard to follow where like, because if you lost, if I lost two games, it looks like you're chasing the same team. It wasn't what was going on. It just happened to be, the Wizards kept falling into this model. So I played them, and through the whole year, they, they got you back about 10 or 12 bets just from them. Yeah. Uh, so I posted the whole season. You got a couple uh, – overall, the season was good. Uh, but the mistake I made was I think my following was, was getting to a point where it was a little bit too much to be posting the plays, or any plays that you're playing anything substantial on. Because sure enough, my plays kind of, I don't want to say the person grifted them, but there was a tout who a lot of my plays was, was on their site. And then they were sure. showing full, they were showing full year. So somebody had asked this tout, you know, uh, Hey, show me your full year stuff. Now, maybe that guy had identified the wizards as well. Maybe he did. I, I can't claim that, 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 that he didn't. But the fact that now I, my stuff was getting, could be getting pillaged. Now you're running the risk of somebody re-engineering what you're doing. Now you know you really want to put that out there so your edge in the market could now you know what if all you needed was one guy, one serious pro, to figure out what I was doing or, or use the same angles, and the next year they can hammer your edge into, into non-existent. Sure, sure, yeah. No, that, that, uh, that's a real thing. I'm sure I've, I've heard enough interviews of people who kind of figured out, you know, different ways to beat certain markets. And the minute they write a book about it, the minute they kind of are a little bit more transparent about what the re reason behind some of the angles are, the minute it evaporates. I mean, that, that's, that type of stuff definitely happens. Well, remember that, Dol that Dolph, that, uh, uh, that Brunson, uh, a quote where he said, you know, I made a couple million writing my book, but I think I cost myself 10. Oh yeah, people sure. how to play. I don't sure. think that that's true because I. But I mean, it's still a great quote. But but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think he's full of shit. It was because there was, I think he, he, you know, it was a poker boom. I'm sure, he made plenty. But the, uh, I, but I was a little naive. Where here I thought, I mean, you know, hey, you know, some rec people that are trying to trying to make a little bit. Here's what I'm doing. Maybe they were on the opposite side, and they, and I talked them off that side. Whatever, whatever the case may be. That was when I kind of realized, hey, you know, I'm getting, I have, uh, and I think at the time, if you ever look at your Twitter followers, I think half of them are bots anyway. Like, I don't know. Oh, sure. I don't know. Easily. Yeah, Easily. So I don't know. So I didn't really never took it serious until 
but it was really when I started to see it on the, I said, wow, I need to be to really watch a little bit what, what I'm, what I'm doing. And then, you know, if anybody DMs me or a particular game or something or certain going on, I always respond to them. And then two years ago, I started an email and I figured anybody that responded to the email was serious. And there was okay. probably like a hundred, it was probably a hundred, 150 people in the email. And I never tried to sell them anything. I never tried to say, Hey, sign up for it. none of that crap. I just said, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. And if you're on this email, you're probably uh, looking for a little bit of help. And uh, it's almost like the help where, again, I'll use blackjack as an analogy. I mean, it's not earth shattering to say, to teach somebody uh, basic blackjack strategy. Uh, You're still going to lose over the long run, but you're going to lose a little bit less. So kind of the things I was telling people to do, like, uh, you know, what teasers not to play. You probably don't want to tease a teaser from nine to 16. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's yeah. just, it, so, so a serious better or pro would be like, well, that's common knowledge. Well, guess what? It's from the questions and the feedback that I've gotten. It's not. And now it's worse. And, huh, and, 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 and again, and you can also go back to this old adage of like, you know what? Hey, you don't want to overeducate anybody. Well, there's the things I'm teaching people can't really hurt my edge. And probably the way people are, they're probably going to go off a little bit on their own anyway. You know, they sure. might not listen to everything I'm saying, or they might, they might play some really good basic strategy teasers, teasers, but then play them in a five team parlay. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, yeah. you know, and, that's, and yeah. that's their business, but at least, at least I'm showing something where if I had had that, uh, you know, early on, it probably would have saved me about five years long losses. Or five mm-hmm. years of saying like where where uh, you know uh, you know where I had kind of like an aha thing somewhere along the line when I was reading a book and it maybe it would have saved me you know maybe it would have saved me some makes That's total kinda... sense yeah yeah uh, Andy uh, how's uh, how's the Wong teasers doing this year <laughs> oh I'd have to pull up my spreadsheet but they are doing you don't even I'm, have to look I'm Andy Andy third, you don't third. even have to look they've lost one it's lost <laughs> one so you yeah it's they, incredible you don't even they, have to they look. Have, they have been absolutely on fire. It's been it's been incredible. And usually, I, I've always been an advocate of don't tease until like you know the first couple of weeks of the season are past us because the lines just aren't very sharp and the variance is so much higher. I've always felt like that at least, and but that hasn't affected the long teasers. They're still absolutely destroying this year. Um, yeah, the, the first three weeks it was seven and one, and I didn't even use them all because I have some other criteria. I don't just play them blindly. I just I like the the six point wongs where you get the one ten, but yeah, they they've been okay. Yeah, they've do, you been have, uh, do you have I any play any almost every week? Do you have any outs that six that are six point even? No, um, there's it's almost non-existent. Isn't there's it? one place no, you told me, it, right? Honestly, shine. It's hard to find one ten on a six pointer. Most books are one twenty. Vegas is 120, and there's some books that advertise their their teasers, six-pointers, as a minus 110 bet. But then if you put it in with Wong criteria, it's mysteriously 120, and they don't say anything about that. You just find out when you when you see the odds when you put the bet in. Well, the, the, the good news is that Which the is data... Sneaky is, as fuck. <laughs> yeah, even at 120, even at 120... I mean, even at 120, they're still profitable. It just cuts, it just cuts into it a little bit, and, and it's kind of annoying that you know 
every little edge that people are trying to take. Like I think South Point, even though South Point has been okay across the board and all other things, like like you mentioned about you know uh, not charging one twenty, you know they uh, they, they stick one ten on on sides. Uh, they raised their NFL teasers. They they added another twenty cents to it. I just, mm. I, I, you know, just are, are you really getting killed that bad on teasers? I mean, and uh, I, I never, I never, limited. yeah, I never will. Like, we're not obviously we don't have sponsorship from any sports book, but I did a bunch of poking around on that before the season, and boy, I was getting pretty discouraged because I was going book to book to book and finding 120 or shaded lines or not letting me bet them. And uh, it's a book I didn't really use a ton, and I've I've actually started using it more just for this, but bet DSI as far as an offshore. They don't shade They don't shade the lines. They don't do teaser protecting. protecting. Yeah. And it's, it's minus 110 even with Wong. So I, I have to give them a little bit of props on that because almost every other mm. offshore I've found, even bookmaker, has been pretty shitty about teasers. And uh, so any any teaser I've placed this year has been a bet DSI because, I mean, and that that's the little things that, I mean, if you're betting any sort of amount and you want to win long term, I mean, ten cents is going to help out a lot. Mm. Okay. Well, hey guys, let's. Uh, I want to get to football. Let me give you just like a. Ball? Let me, yeah, well, let me let me kind of go through a couple things, and you know, being that you're you're as you know you you represent the voice of experience uh, on this pod today, uh, I'd like your kind of real quick hit thoughts on a couple true or false questions. Uh, you don't have to give me like long lengthy explanations, but just kind of real quick, like is this a, a myth or is there truth to this? Um, are you, re- you about ready? Yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, true or false? If you're an advantage better. Uh, you have zero incentive to sell picks. True. Okay. Uh, if you're not a professional, uh, if you're small stakes, if you're in that middle tier of uh, of serious wreck better, uh, there's no value in buying picks from a tout. In, in general, well, I can't even say in general. That, that's that's also true. There's no there's if you're in that middle, no, I would I would say don't just do your own stuff. Okay. Is part of the reason because of, you know, if you are actually, if you do find an, a, a tout that does have an edge, it's impossible to get those lines and prices. Well, well, I'm stammering a little bit because there is, there are a couple of touts. I don't want to say who, who they are, but you can, you can, you can DM me and I'll say, because I, I, I don't want to give anybody profit and have them lose. You know what I mean? Sure, it's sure, like, sure. Hey, you said on that. that project, definitely hey, I'm sure that happens. I'm sure. Yeah. That happens, yeah. Yes. yeah. But there, there are, I mean, a handful, but I, I uh, they they uh, correctly charge enough that it make it makes sense who it, it, it's obvious who their clients tell who they're trying to reach and they're not trying to reach rec betters. They're trying to reach, okay. reach yeah they're trying to reach a, a, a serious betters who may not have time to handicap in that particular niche. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, true or false? Uh, the hardest part, if you are a professional better or someone who has a substantial edge, the hardest part about it is finding books to take your action i'd say that that's i'd say that's mostly true well it depends what tier you are if you're a if you're a pro pro yes it's gonna be a problem if, if mark cuban came in and said listen here's a 10 million bankroll uh go back i mean how you're not gonna be able to get fifty thousand down <laughs> you're not gonna be able to get five thousand down on a college basketball total 
you're gonna sure, have a problem. That makes sense. You're gonna have a, yeah, you're gonna have a problem. Got so it. Okay, if you're okay. in that, if you're in that tier, yes. If you're in a tier, I, I mean, if you're a guy, it's like the Al, it's like the outlander yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put ten, ten, ten million dollars down on Willie throw a strike on the first pitch. I forgot about that. Oh my god, that made me want. That made me just fall out of my chair. That was the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever heard. Uh, ball or strike. Yeah, ten million dollars on ball or strike. That could corrupt the whole damn sport. Uh, okay, uh, true or false? Uh, sports betting media entities with affiliate deals fundamentally have a conflict of interest. Interest. Yes. Okay. Is that because now, now there's a there's a case there's a case trying to be made like somebody brought up, I think it was somebody from Pro Football Focus. One of his responses or one of their responses were, well, they're they're advertising and they're advertising on our site. We're not necessarily saying that I mean, those people may lose even if they play our winning picks, and that's a dubious claim. <laughs> okay. But I thought okay. I would bring it up just in fairness that they, they did try to try to use that as an argument. Uh, that, I mean, that's they, such a rabbit hole too, because it I is. Think, a, it, really is. it really is. I mean, they're, they're branding in the pretzels because they're getting paid a lot of money to send Patterson, but it would make sense, especially if, if it's a, if, if you're sending somebody to a book that will ban winning better so that means if you let's say you know you were just one over over a 200 game samples you hit you know 58 percent that book banned you well that's a conflict right i'm mean, like you're taking money from something that banned you forget about you know what i mean it's, it's a conflict it's a conflict i i, I mean there's no way I, I can i'm trying to be fair to everybody and i usually it just it never works out well yeah. No, no, I mean, be, I, I see it. I, I see it too. It's, it's, uh, it's, tr- it's really tricky. Cause, Cause yeah, I mean, you know, it, you know, the, even if, you know, if I think you're, you brought up a good point earlier and I think that there is some level of responsibility of if you're getting a kickback of losses, like that's, you know, that's something that mean you know, that's meaningful. Uh, and, um, you know, you're sending all these, you know, presumably you're sending the masses to these books. They're not, you know, even if they win with your, information or your picks like that they don't care the book doesn't really care they want to like long-term profile these people they want to understand are they advantage betters and like let's say you you know you get somebody who's who's been buying picks from some entity and they go to the book and they win money like the next thing you know they're you know middle of the day they're betting on you know europa league soccer uh, or you know like hitting live totals in nba and you know, I'm one minus one twenty type of lines, uh, and they're giving it all back. Like that's like they really, um, you know, no no one who has like long term winning written on their head is getting sent by you know some entity where they're buying information. About. I mean, I mean, real quick on top of that, it's just, I, I, somebody sent me a message and and it said, well, how about this is a scenario like you know, how about the casinos overall? Like you know, if if you're if you're an affiliate and you're sending people to a casino. Yeah, they might win at blackjack, but you know they that person may lose at craps. So I was like, well, that doesn't really. Like, that's kind of again, that that doesn't apply. Like, you know that that was presented as like a re, you know, well, that's not really a conflict because because they could lose at other things. You know, in other words, if you go to if you go to BetDSI, I guess that they have a casino wing. So sure, sure, sure. You know, by that rationale, they're going to say, well, yeah, well, or, or, as a book, I'm I, I, I'm ha- I'm housing the book. I don't mind if you win at sports as long as you're going to end up losing in, you know, the casino games 
and then you'll get some of the affiliate money because that, that's not how it works. And if, if it did, I would kind of be like, well, maybe, but that's, that's not what they're doing. This is kind of what my reason, which is, um, uh, which is kind of, again, it's a stupid reason why William Hill uh, blocks betters, like even winning guys. Like, isn't there an aspect where you would want some people, there's some people that are really good at sports gambling that, that just give a lot of the money away and other stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah, they lose you know yeah. what I mean? They lose it pie gal. There's just other, you have other voices. And, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of people like that. They're, there they're are people so, like that. There are people like that on this podcast. <laughs> it's me. Yeah, you taught me how to play pie gal. Now I got a problem, Andy. Thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got to hit quad. <laughs> hey, uh, okay. So let's keep moving. True or false? Uh, closing line value means everything. Uh, for long term, yes. If you're not okay. beating the closing line value, it's it's a it's it's a really if you compare that if you've been winning games and your closing line value is negative, uh, you've been lucky. Is this a good way to spot a fraud? Basically, is like you see someone who's like touting how great they are at winning, and you're like, "Well, show me your record as far as closing line value goes." And if they can't produce that, then you know they're a fraud, effectively, or well, at least they are, they're not experienced yet. Uh, yeah, I would just say they're not exper- experienced because if they're showing you, like, say they have a year worth of stuff and they just don't, you know, they're naive a little bit about closing line value, or their closing line value has been poor over the course of I don't know, two thousand games. Sure. Uh, but yet they showed you their 2000 games. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them a fraud. I would just say they've been, you know, they've been lucky and thanks for showing me your games. And maybe, maybe show you a 5,000 game sample. I don't know, but a 2000 game sample should be enough where you should have at least some percentage of beating the closing line or, you know, cause that's a really good indicator that you're going, you're going to win long term is if you can beat, you can beat the line. Of course, I'm not talking about every game. Like some people listen to this pod might not understand. So I got a hundred game sample and I haven't beat the closing line value at all. Uh, that's okay. That can happen. These are even a serious better that can happen. I mean, it's rare, but it, it could happen where you don't have as much as an edge as you think, but at least that person isn't a fraud, that person in that scenario. Okay. How about this? Uh, true or false? Uh, reverse line movement means nothing. I don't think it means anything. We talked off air about, uh, you know, I don't know anybody serious that, that, that cares about that at all. And the fact that the casinos released that information, I would be suspicious of that. We're suspicious of anything. I mean, you don't have to be a genius to figure out if they're banning people, if they're charging an extra 10 cents on long teasers, that they're going to release information <laughs> that they can get beat on. I mean, it's just, it just doesn't make intuitive sense. And you know, and there's a reason why uh, offshore won't give that information out. And plus, it's not even the right information. The information you'd want is at what point did you move your line? You know, how much money came in, and then you changed, you adjusted the month. You know, you would uh, how many ticket counts came in. You know, what I mean, there's it would have it has to be more detailed, and they're never going to give you that detailed. Answer. Yeah, like what was it one ticket? On someone that means yeah, they had a meaningful edge that you moved that line, or was it yeah again? Yeah, I, I yeah, and if I was that. asking for that yeah. data, I mean, <laughs> I, I'd want, and so would you. I, I'd want all the data. Yeah, right. right you know, I mean, right. why are you only giving me a little bit? I want all the data. Why you, you you're going to give me ten percent of of your money data and yeah, your ticket right. count? Like it's just it's just stupid. 
Interesting. So no. Okay. Uh, true or false? You were the guy that took uh, FanDuel for 82K on the busted line. <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's, no no because, and i tell you what i i wish i was and not because of the money but simply yeah. the, the, the twitter trolling would have been would have it would have uh, been 24 yeah. seven uh i would have been on i would have been on van Pelt's show you'd <laughs> have been like what? you got to give the money back and i'm like no, what, what did you what did what did you make it at were you surprised that they paid no i was on the side of the better there's just kind of small uh uh, group of of, uh, of writers and a lot of them are DFS shill guys. I don't I don't know if that is a coincidence or not, but uh, they were like, "Oh, that's wrong!" and and you know now you're going to have a whole bunch of people that are looking to to try to uh, you know wait for wait for the casino to make a the sports book to make a mistake so they can cash in on it. Yeah, be better, be happen. better at not making mistakes. You no, know? <laughs> yeah, and I, I I just looked at looked at it this way, like. This whole thing in New Jersey was rushed, and this is an indication that it was rushed. I understand Nevada makes pro- makes mistakes. When have they ever made a mistake this big? I mean, this this amount. I can never remember reading. I'm this sure is as egregious as I've ever heard of. Yeah, this is as bad this as I've ever. This is the biggest, and, and I mean, I used to get Gaming Weekly before the internet. I used to get Gaming Weekly sent to my house and read through all articles. I don't ever remember this, this thing happening ever. Uh, yeah, if it yeah. did, it, it was never as egregious. Oh, when, when course, I heard oh, the first, yeah, the first time I heard this story, my antenna were up and I was like, oh, they printed that ticket. Like somebody was on tick on the other side of the counter. Like there's, it's just so outrageous. I, my thing is, and I, and I use this uh, analogy to referees and, and umpires also, uh, People are more incompetent than they are malicious. I know that may not be 100% true, but it goes to like, hey, that, that ref's on the take. No, he's just dumb. <laughs> I always go down after. So uh, with FanDuel, it makes sense that they, you know, they, they had to rush the hiring. So you know, some person, one person put out and said, you know, how do you have a ticket writer like that? Well, I'll tell you, we have a ticket writer like that. When you have to hire 50 people in like three weeks. Yeah, right. In a, in a full in a time of full employment. Yeah, yeah, right. Sure, that's probably that person that took the ticket is probably Marge, who was doing security uh, three weeks ago. <laughs> like I don't know who, the, who you know, and I'm not exactly. Sure. Like, they, they literally, if, if if you're, and I, well, I don't feel bad for them. There's nobody had a gun to their head. Nobody twisted their arm to rush to get open. Nobody rushed any of them to get open. They could have. They rushed to get open to get the money. Eighty-two thousand to drop in a bucket. Now this happened. In a, in, if this market gets more mature and there's 15 states and this is three years from now we're having this conversation and that mistake happens I mean I still agree but I'm telling you right now that mistake's not going to happen it's only happened because their checks and balances were, were, were all screwed up and because this this is rushed this yeah this single rushed single point of failure and a, and a single point of failure and, and a system that was that was rushed that makes total sense and, and you know uh, what yeah. the other thing I don't the other thing I don't get I don't know why everybody was picking up for Fanduel like that guy who won wasn't a serious better give him eighty two thousand I mean it's like nobody saw casino give him the suite upstairs uh, have him stay there pump oxygen in, into his room <laughs> and, have, and, and, and send him a couple uh, a couple of of the you know whoever you want want to send them. And then, you know, have him downstairs get he'll lose eighty. He's, he's probably he might already lost eighty two. Why would you? Yeah, right. 
Right, 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 right. Do you think? Uh, do you think it was in the end? It was a PR win for Fanduel. Like it just I brought think, to people's attention that they exist as a book. Well, when you when you get writers from like uh, uh, I don't want to name the names, but like any of these mainstream writers that were saying, "Hey, look, uh, Fanduel did the right thing." They don't know New Jersey law, and the reason I know New Jersey law is because I emailed uh, the, the gaming commission. And then I contacted the spokesperson and I was like, listen, here's what the law is. Uh, you have to pay this out. Am I wrong? And, and I got it back. They said, listen, you, we, we have to pay this out. It's on the books. They're not allowed to change tickets. I don't know what they're allowed to do in Nevada, but I think Nevada now that the guy would have uh, paid it too. Yeah. They would have paid it out. Nevada would have paid it out. I think card laid, card yeah. played. Yeah. <laughs> Now everybody, everybody was kind of I think confused because offshore and I think England, I think United Kingdom would cancel the bet. And well, off, uh, offshore tell you to pound sand. Yeah, right. Yeah, they the offshore, offshore you can take them for. Well, that, that's, you can, I think that's you can, Like people yeah. were arguing because offshores, there so many people have only bet offshores and maybe written a few tickets when they go to the desert on vacation for a fucking weekend. Listen, but, I'm not going to name the ball. I'm not going to name the ball that. I should name the book. Canceled. (laughs) You're right. I should name the book. I'm not going to. Somebody put up the beginning uh, Canadian Football League, the opening game this year. But offshore put up minus one (laughs) accidentally. I think on the Island West, and uh, you know, and I hit it and hit it and hit it and hit it again, and then they canceled it. Of course. Yeah, but it was supposed to be seven. I was like, hey, why'd you cancel? I knew they were going to cancel it, but it's just the point, like. Like they canceled the bag. It's it's thousand. Like come on. Like what? But yeah, offshore canceled. But what got on my nerves with some of the mainstream people is they don't bet. They don't understand that how egregious this is, how rare this is, and and then they're skirting New Jersey law. Like if Angel did not, if, if they went to a board, they would have lost. The end of story. Mm, okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, the what the weird thing about betting offshore is that there's no legal. They have no legal recourse that you don't you have no legal recourse as a better there to recover your money you can take them legitimately for a hundred thousand dollars over the course of the year and they can tell you to fuck off like it's it's uh in the uk at least there is a legal mechanism to get paid if you win but like that's not the case with what we're doing in the offshore no way Uh, and this is why i kind of advise i kind of advise people not to i i I would never want to push people to like underground bookies but yeah a lot, on, a lot on the grounds have become more sophisticated or as sophisticated as offshore. And you can't get paid. Like this myth of like everything's all credit, it's not anymore. A lot of underground books mirror offshore. And it's no different than being offshore except you have a local agent. And it's not all credit. It's, it, it's, it's a mixture. Mm-hmm. But I, oh, I advise people for offshore, don't put too much in there because, I mean, I don't know if you guys can go back. Look up uh, Cascade from twenty years ago. I mean, Cascade oh, was a big sports book. Ex- I, I I was they I went was out of the bag World Sports Exchange. Yeah, no doubt. The what was black uh, black? What was the poker thing? Uh, black uh, black Monday. Uh, black Monday. Remember. Yeah, yeah. I I'm mean, losing was... track of the colors, but I think it was Black Monday or Purple Friday. Yeah, it was yeah, a right. couple. It was, it was yeah. a couple things that went down. And 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 if you were to tell me right now, hey, five dimes will never go out of business. I yeah, would right, say, yeah. well, well, I would say, well, what are the odds? <laughs> I, want know, I want to know what the odds are. I want to know what odds so this is this is a perfect segue into the last true or false. 
the betting public will be better off in the long run post the end of prohibition. Uh, this is, it's a great question. I, I, I'm unfortunately, I'm, I'm a, I'm an eternal optimist, which is bad. Same. For okay. Betting. And I'm <laughs> bad, it's bad ultimate for betting, but it's good. It's good to be a good, it's good to be a person that's like that. I think if you're an optimist, it gets, if you're around a pessimist, it gets on their nerves, but if you're a better, it's an optimist. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't change who I am. I, 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 I've had, I mean, remember, I live in this area and I, I grew up in PA. I live in New Jersey. I've been following this case since Delaware was, was a, a hair from getting legal sports scanning in 2009. I mean, I've been following this that wow. long ago, before it was on a referendum. Uh, so I, and I have to admit that I was wrong on some things. I really thought that New Jersey was going to open this up to be a true market. And it is young. It is an immature market in New Jersey. I can't even call this real legal sports betting yet because you only have four or five sports books. And if you count William Hill twice or three times, you know, that, that decreases. I yeah. thought, and I still, I still think eventually there'll be enough players. This will get big enough that there'll be enough books. Uh, or, or maybe even betting exchanges that will make it make the numbers be a little bit better and make it better for not only rec betters but serious betters. I don't know if it will help the big time pros. I don't know how that'll happen. The only thing that'll ever help a big time pro is a betting exchanges that will be working on like tiny margins. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> Yeah, presumably if the competition gets legit, then maybe in like 10 years, those ex those start to exist. I mean, you know, I feel like there's an opportunity for someone to be like, you know, emulate what Pinnacle does, what Chris does, but take U.S. action. So maybe, maybe it gets there. I don't know. Could be a while, though. I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> Let's talk football. <laughs> 